Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And I'm so excited because um, I've got a couple of my favourite people. And I mean that. They're a great double act, good friends. Um, and there's, there's never a dull moment with these two. And in a way, an unlikely combination, because one is literally royalty and the other one's like sort of the earth but in a social <laughs> way. I'm royalty. <laughs> Indeed, it is Mr. Simon Horth and the one and only Charlie Brake. Sorry, I was just clearing up who was blue blood and who was sort of, yeah. But it's fine. Karen. You're royal blood, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Yes. and yeah. In my own head. Yeah. <laughs> the last time we were all together was London, which seems like it was about 10 years ago, wasn't it? Well, it's a different lifetime away, really, isn't it? But, um, yeah, the connections are quite interesting because Simon is a great supporter of the Hot Mess Mums. And when we have our goodie bags, et cetera, for our club, then Simon's company, Greenstem, uh, are actually the ones that provide all the lovely CBD products. So we'll talk about that. And then Charlie and Simon have come together um, with another great product that um well you can say because you're uh you're teetotal Calais. So you're all about it oh yeah now let's not go down that line i wasn't <laughs> I <know. laughs> here we go i know i have that effect on people i don't know why honestly people say to me when when, when when i meet you i just need a drink or whatever no it wasn't that it's just you're very naughty when you're you're very life and soul of the party aren't you we I genuinely were. thought you were joking when you were saying you were teetotal because obviously it was the first time I'd ever <laughs> met you. And then all of a sudden, Simon sat down with you for about a minute and next thing you've got a double gin and tonic in your bit. So, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't drunk. I haven't drunk. How long was it, Kelly? A couple of years? Oh, it's a long time. It was, no, it wasn't a couple of years. It was about a year. Nearly okay. a year, yeah. And you... Well, it took me two minutes to persuade <laughs> a double vodka and uh, a tonic. So. But I only had the one and then we were surrounded by that amazing gin. And the, oh God, what yeah. was it? Oh, Silent Pool. Yeah. Oh my God. And I, I didn't have any of that, which I regret. You know, you know, you were saying they're naughty. Well, that's um, that's exactly what they are because together those two have, have have come up with something quite quite unique and it's doing really well. I don't know why I'm doing all the talking. So first of all, naughty <laughs> boys, just tell us how you met. How we met, Jenny was. Thanks to you, actually, really, because uh, Jenny and I did some work with Greensome and uh, became firm friends and invited me up to Manchester to to watch her present. Sylvester Stallone. Stallone, oh, yeah. Forget that. <laughs> we forgot. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were on the family table with her mum and dad, who I absolutely adore. <laughs> and uh, on the train home, I happened to bump into Charlie, although we didn't speak. But uh, always on the lookout for uh, influencers to give a shout out for your brand. I sent him some stuff and uh, he very kindly did some stuff. Uh, and bearing in mind, Love, Love Islanders don't normally do it for free, but he did. Oh. So I thought he's yeah, lovely, chat. aren't I? Um, Such a lovely guy. He is, he is, he is. Um, uh, and um, 
we got chatting and uh, he, he liked the product and Naughty Water was born. And here we are eight months later during lockdown. We've got three flavors. We did Zoom tasting. He was in France. I was in Surrey. Uh, and uh, yeah, Naughty Water is born. So uh, was it, what interests me is that, you know, during lockdown, I think that most people thought that, you know, everything literally stopped and that there was no potential to build anything from like the fact that we were all locked inside. But to come up with a business and a concept during that is something to be proud of. And like you're saying, sort of Zoom tastings, et cetera, how did that work? I mean, you must have had a right giggle, Charlie. No, it was it was brilliant. And going back to the beginning, it's just to think that we actually didn't even meet. When we say we met, we didn't actually meet on the train. And then from going from plugging Simon's Green company to literally during lockdown ended up talking every now and again he was asking me how the cbd products were going which are bloody amazing to be fair so if no one's tried cbd green stem is the one to then go from he said well basically what was i up to i wasn't up to a huge amount as as no one really was in lockdown and i just wanted to get my teeth stuck into something and then obviously simon came to me with the idea with the, the whole sales thing which i'd never heard about and um Turns out it's a massive, massive thing in the US at the moment. Um, and my brother's just come back from four years in Arizona. So he was my first port of call. And I said, so, so what, what are these seltzers all about? And he said, mate, honestly, they're absolutely huge. Like, it's all we're drinking, more so than beer, more so than wine. Um, so I said, there's got to be something in this. Anyway, so started talking. And um, yeah, next thing I know, I've got a sample being sent out from Simon. So we're doing these Zoom calls. And my God, did we get absolutely hammered on some of these Zoom calls. <laughs> these naughty waters absolutely creep up on you. It's quite nice, though, to like break the ice. Obviously, we hadn't really like actually spoken face-to-face at all, so any excuse to get a bit pissed and uh, have a bit of Dutch courage, I guess, on the, uh, on the Zoom calls. So, uh, yeah, no, it worked a treat. Yeah, I know, we had, we, had, we had a good laugh, and I had my brother and my dad was involved. Obviously, Simon and Ben were involved. So, uh, yeah, I just can't believe where, where we are now after, what has it been, eight, eight, nine months now? Yeah, not, not even eight months. It's really perfect for like mums and women though, isn't it? The, the whole brand of it, because how many calories has it got? 72. So if anybody doesn't know, it's essentially a sparkling water uh, with a 5% vodka base and it's slightly flavoured. As Charlie said, they really creep up on you. It's, it's, it's odd, but you're being hydrated at the same time. And we also add vitamin C here. You're getting your daily dose of vitamin C as well. So you can be naughty without being naughty. You know what I mean? As hot mess mums, obviously, we're, I'm intrigued for both of you because I was sort of looking at, you know, sort of things that you post, etc. Obviously, Charlie from Love Island and you love your social media, Simon, as well. But you're both proud of your mums. You've got beautiful, glamorous mums. And I know that obviously you don't sort of like shove them into our faces too often. But are they proud of you? Let, let's go through the whole mum thing for you, Charlie. You know, your mum seeing you on Love Island on knowing you were going on. Um, what were her thoughts? Because I have actually got something to tell you in a minute. Like, um, <laughs> um, no, it's not bad. Don't worry. Don't right. worry. So you'll be like, what? Mum's thoughts on me going on Love Island. I think she was pretty chilled about it, to be fair, to begin with. And then I think once she started to see me on screen, and then obviously you end up in the press and you start to see people commenting and saying, mm. probably not some, well, some things that probably aren't so nice. Yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one. I mean, she said, yeah, go for it. Why not? It's going to be an experience. And obviously not many people will get that opportunity and nor will you ever again. So 
no, she was she was very yeah upfront about it, and yeah, just obviously don't come across as a tit basically on television. But um, <laughs> I still get told that by my agent now. <laughs> um, that, never, that never ends. So yeah, hope, hope, well, I hope I, don't, I hope I didn't come across as a tit. No, you didn't. It was you were the yeah. same season. It was, it was Adam Collard, wasn't it? That was yeah, your... Ad Collard, yeah, uh, Jack Fincham, yeah, those was... boys. That's right. So you were the only Love Island season that I've ever watched, actually, was the one that you were in, funnily enough. Um, but no, I think you came across absolutely fine because it was really Adam that, that was the baddie in that one, or painted as the baddie, should I say, you know, I think more than anyone else. Yeah, Ad, uh, yeah, Ad was definitely the naughty boy, I think. In fact, maybe, yeah. so we should, get him, we should get him on board to be an ambassador. Connie got a call and approached to go in Love Island, Charlie, Simon. I don't know if you know. I haven't told you, have I? Yeah. So what? Are you are you all for that or? No. Absolutely not. I think <laughs> no. it might be. Is it different for girls? I don't know. Might be a little bit. Different. I reckon it is. I just yeah. think it's different for girls. Don't. If you just start to really think about it, I thought you'd be interested in that. That uh, yeah. So you so you put your foot down and it's not going to happen. Well, no, I gave her the shot. I mean, she's twenty, so I suppose she can do what she wants. I think she should stick to her art, really. Yeah, a little sister though is like like I call her the Bank of England. She's so into. I mean, she's already in Bitcoin. A twelve year old, her eyes lit up, and she was like, "What? I mean, Mum, she can make she can make thousands, she can make millions, and then she, I mean, and, and then it's just gone. It's just like throwaway TV. I mean, why did she just do it? So uh, yeah, I'll have to watch that one. I think. How funny! What about your mum, Simon? She's a glamorous lady too, and um, you are a bit of an entrepreneur with Green Stem and now Naughty Water. You don't give up. <laughs> uh, so honestly, with my mum, before <laughs> before we did uh, Green Stem, she actually sat me down and said, you have no purpose. <laughs> well, I mean, Sorry, say I, how it is. I did <laughs> answer back in an unpolite way, but she said, yeah, you've got no purpose, because I didn't really do anything. Uh, with uh, CBD, obviously, I bought her some CBD for her arthritis, and it worked at a, a treat, and we started Green Stem. So I found my passion there, but, you know, fast forward two years, Naughty Water is now what I was born to do. Mm. It's naughty, it's alcoholic. I love the fact that you actually started Green Stem for your mum in a way, though. It was her that inspired it, which is fantastic, isn't it? She hates me saying it. Uh, and um, we'll come back to the Naughty Water because that was her idea as well. She, I think she's an entrepreneur that's never quite, you know, got out of her system so she's passing it to me but um yeah she's she's very proud of what we're doing now and you know green sum obviously has done really well and uh yeah and we're hoping naughty would be the same but she's she's lovely she's she's you know like my best friend we take her on holiday i've heard about your holidays <laughs> it's not quite the same with her <laughs> you know i like uh, jenny you know i like my whispering willy whispering angel uh, by the beach I went to Ibiza and then um, there was at one point after a couple of bottles of uh, Whispering Angel, which I had only just been introduced to, that I got it all wrong and I thought it was called Whispering Willie. Why? I have no idea. So for your next um, venture, maybe you should come to me for what you want to call it, because <laughs> there's something in that. And to this day, it's called Whispering Willie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Charlie, I just wanted to say, you, I've just realised who you remind me of. Harvey in Suits. Harvey and I have actually watched Suits. People tell me all the time to watch it. Harvey. Is that sacrilege? Yeah? Why, why are you pulling your nose up, Simon? No, I think it's more like the younger one. What's the, uh, the younger one called? Oh, yeah, it could be. 
Oh, he, uh, Mick, he's been the two. Yeah, but anyway, you'll have to watch Suits. It's right up your street, I think. I'm, I'm having a look. I'm going to have a look to see if this is a compliment. Harvey from Suits. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a bit of a dude, isn't he? Yeah, but you should watch Suits. I don't know. I think your approach to business maybe and the way that you approach the world going round will you'll like it that's what I'm saying and it's also because I'm just obsessed with it so I just want everyone to watch it um have you finished it no so don't spoil it because I know what you like Simon (laughs) so I was thinking as well because like you're in your 20s Charlie and because of what's happened with like you say with Love Island and all the press that goes with it etc but because you're actually, you know, you have more substance than most, if I can say that. Um, you certainly do can. Do you feel a huge sense of responsibility? Because I don't think there are that many role models for certain generations of people. And do you feel like, you know, you have a, a certain responsibility for what you're putting out? Because obviously with social media and the, and the connections you have and, you know, the way you brand yourself, people will look up to you and follow you. So is that a pressure for you? I mean, the, the trouble is, obviously, I've gone on a TV show and I, and people see me as that guy off Love Island, whereas mm-hmm. at the same time, I am just Charlie. I don't really, what, what do I influence? It's, I, I get when you say, do I need to filter or worry about what I put out? I mean, yeah, obviously, to an extent, there, there, is, there is that. But at the same time, if if I feel like I want to post something and it's my opinion or it's my view, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna post it. So I think the trouble the trouble today, I think a lot of people are very they're, they're almost frightened to to voice their opinion because well it, the, well the effect it could have on them in terms of I don't know jobs down the line or people might I don't know form form a, a negative opinion about them. Pe- people are so frightened to do it. So I, th- I think no, in in that sense, I I, I literally I, I don't really care. I, I couldn't couldn't care what people think. Um, so no, in that sense, I, I post and talk about pretty much whatever whatever I want. Really, people say to me, "Do I regret going on Love Island?" Yes, I probably would, but at the same time, it, there's sw- it swings around about when it comes to stuff like Naughty Water. Now it's it's such a good platform for for me to market my new brand, the business. Um, so in that sense, it's a good thing, but at the same time when you say do I need to filter or worry about what I put out or post um, there's all, there's almost that element where yeah you kind of do have to worry about it but it's trying to I don't know push through that barrier where you don't want to worry about it or shouldn't have to worry about it um, so no I wouldn't no, I wouldn't say that there's a I think a lot of people do feel that there is but again I'm just Charlie and I've been on a TV show and that's that's about it really and Naughty Water wouldn't have happened had you not been on exactly Love. It is a vacuum, though, isn't it? Because you you were in it. Laura Anderson was in it when you were, wasn't she? Mm. And she was on a friend of mine's podcast recently. And she talked a lot about kind of how she feels when it comes to, like, how many followers she's got. So she was saying she hit so many. And then she's like, oh, my God, when am I going to get so many more? And she worries about how many likes she gets on her posts. And and my friend who was doing the podcast said every five minutes her door was going and literally stuff was being delivered for her to promote, you know, like that kind of whole influencer brand thing. And I watched clips from the podcast or listened to clips afterwards. And part of me felt really sorry for her because I really liked her um, on the show and um, I'm sure she's lovely but I thought you seem to have a really level-headed take on it you know you're like I don't care I am what I am I'm just Charlie but for some I think they come away from that and it can become a really fragile the whole social media thing can be actually really quite damaging because I think to get sucked up into worrying about how many likes you get on a post 
Yeah, it's frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, how do you get there, though? You know, there's a difference as you, Mr. Level-Headed, and, and other people that won't, because everyone's got a different, I suppose, a different mentality on it, haven't they, I guess? Again, I think it can't, I mean, I came out of the show and, yeah, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, I, I think I went in there with maybe like 1,500 followers um, and then I've come out with a blue tick and I think it was about 200-something thousand followers when I left the villa. And then as you leave, obviously, people want to keep up, well, see, what, see what's going on now after the villa. So they then shot up to about 800,000. And now all of a sudden, it's now plummeted to just over half a million. And obviously, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a big number and it's, it's a good following, but... Again, that that was a, that was a period in my life where, yeah, I went on a big TV show. But that's what that's three years ago. Was that twenty eighteen now? So yeah, getting on for three years now. It's it's a long time ago. That's that's one part of my life, and I think I think I'm quite strong in the sense where I've just been able to park that. Where I look at a lot of people that have been in the same situation as me, and it's almost like they're still hanging on for dear life yeah. to to almost mm-hmm. sort of yeah portray them and yeah as you say worry about their likes, worry about their following. And I think it just, it does, it eats people up, which obviously is not great. And then it leads into the whole, I know everyone's talking about it at the moment and, and it's, it's good they are, the whole mental health side of things. But I'm thankful and, and, and see myself as quite, yeah, strong in the sense that I can just, I, I don't care. I'll post what I want, whether it gets 500 likes or 10,000 likes. I couldn't, I couldn't care less. It's, it's, yeah, as I say, that was one part of my life and it was great and I enjoyed it at the time, but it's, yeah. It's time to sort of move on and, and park that. But yeah, as you say, people are finding it so tough to do so. So, so Simon, as a proud ambassador of Greenstem, it is interesting how uh, I still, you know, people are still sort of connecting with me and asking me about CBD. And obviously that was the thing that for, for me worked with my migraines, et cetera. But they're all like, oh, you know, is it, is it, is it safe to take? And, you know, I mean, it's, cu- it's come on leaps and bounds, hasn't it, sort of legally and, yeah since we first met even yeah uh, yeah, it has yeah uh, and i think still it's in the uh, early stages people people are beginning to so i'm not allowed to make any medical cl- no. claims at all mm. at all uh even on our website we can't use the word anxiety uh arthritis i can get them all out now <laughs> um migraines yeah. menopause you name it um but uh, i think people are beginning to especially uh, in the last year, with the way things have been, uh, anxiety levels are up. People want uh, a natural alternative to medication, mm. uh, as simple as that. And uh, as I say, uh, you know, the company was started because it uh, helped my mum's arthritic hands. And uh, the, the day she took it, she, she phoned the next day and said, I've just had the best night's sleep I've had in years. Uh, and that's why my brother and I started the company because it worked for her. So, you know, the stories I get from people, whether whether they're taking it for cancer or whatever, whatever it may be, fitness, recovery, I, I'm obsessed by it. And, you know, obviously I, I take it every day. And yeah, we're developing new products and it can, yeah, it, it's something you, pro- you produce naturally. It comes from a natural plant. It's hemp. You're not going to get high from it. It's sold in boots, you know, we sell on Amazon. It's completely, if you've not tried it, I would say try it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth a try. Yeah, yeah. It's be- your products are beautiful and they're beautifully packaged as well. Jenny, I was obviously so lucky because when I met Jen, I was really suffering with anxiety and, and stress and she'd turn up at my house with a big <laughs> bag of 
green stem goodies. And that was it for me. I was sold for, from that moment on. And I think like we've, we've had emails as well from some of our hot rest mums who absolutely love your products. Mm. I know I've, I've had them I've had them as well. So thank you very much. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I love it. I love it. So the interesting thing now is um, I had to look up what a socialite is. Oh, that word. Yeah. What, I'm glad I didn't know what it is because... I didn't even yeah. know what it was. Again, when I went into the show, you have to do like a VR, so obviously you video and you talk about yourself and who you are and where you come from, all that. And at the time, I wasn't actually doing a huge amount. Mm. I was doing a lot of traveling and just sort of enjoying myself, which again, lucky to do. <laughs> just but, sort, yeah, that's, of. That's, that's, sort of. Can you yeah, sort yeah. of enjoy yourself? <laughs> sort of. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's what I was doing. Anyway, so I remember sitting there and um, I was already nervous enough because it was literally the first time I'd done some proper camera work. And you got about five blokes stood around you and yeah. um, they're like, right, you've got to do your VR now. Like, obviously, just talk about, yeah, as I say, who you are, what you do, all that. I was like, yeah, I think we're going to have a bit of a problem with, like, what, what do you do? Like, what am I going to say for that? And they're like, well, you've got to come up with, like, you've got to say something. And I was like, honestly, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I'm not doing anything at the moment. Like, what, I don't know what to say. Anyway, one of the, one of the um, runners, he was like, well, you're going to have to use the word socialite. And I knew what socialite meant at the time. And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm saying I'm socialite. And they were like, in the end, it came to it. it was like, well, I haven't got anything else to come up with. So I've had to call myself a socialite in the end. And oh my God, did I get absolute stick for that? Yeah. So that, that's where socialite came from, basically. Not that I didn't want to use it at all, but that's, that's, that's what happened. That's where socialite was born. And it's, yeah, sort of stuck with me since. You have to laugh. And it just shows you just one little moment like that and boom, it follows you for the rest of your life, which you probably will, by the way. But you talking yeah. about how you had to stand in front of the camera. I mean, we've chatted about this before because, you, you know, you want to do all sorts and you were talking about going into maybe, you know, doing TV shows, etc. And I sort of turned all sort of like, well, you've got to do this and don't forget to do that. And blah, blah, blah. I've been doing it for 35 years. But... um we did have a lot of similarities because that's exactly when I was 16, I had to do that. I had to stand in front of a camera with all these people around me and sell myself and talk about myself in front of your friends, et cetera. It's like, yeah, that's easy. But actually that it's, I remember it so vividly that instant when all of a sudden it was like, right. And cue. Um, and I really, I mean, I was doing a bit more. I wasn't definitely, I was just an Essex girl. Uh, I don't mean just, I was an Essex girl and I was, you know, I was 16. So I didn't have a lot to talk about, but talk about being on the spot. But, you know, that's what they pick up on. That's what, you know, it's almost like you blag stuff, isn't it? It, it taught me that I can blag my way just from just talking. I can just blag it. But had you done anything before that, Jen? Had you done, I don't know, were you into drama or were you into... I was dancing. I was a dan I wanted to be a dancer. So... If anything, I was really insecure about speaking. I was so used to just, look, I'm really confident when it comes to moving and dancing, all the rest of it. But if you ask me to have a, you know, to give me a line in a, uh, in a musical or to sing or anything, I was like, no way. So I was actually more paranoid than I would have been um, if I hadn't been a dancer. So, yeah, I, I was sort of in that world. But I, I have to say I was really insecure about speaking about myself. Yeah, no, it is. It's uh, it is so daunting. I mean, even when I was doing the the whole interview process to begin with, and you're just sat in a room, and you've got a couple of executives sat there, and you've just got a massive yeah. camera on you, lights on, talk about yourself, and yeah, basically sell yourself. And as you say, just blag it, almost say what you think that that they, they that, sorry, that, exactly that. Um, yeah, you're good at that, though. I'm mm. good at blagging. 
No, no, you, you're good at being on camera and stuff like that. It, it is, it's, it's, it's very daunting. Jenny, you, you know uh, what I'm like, so I just bring it back to me. But um, uh, <laughs> I love <laughs> Simon, you're so <laughs> funny. Time, let's face it. Um, uh, uh, you know, our PR, com- our PR company for Naughty Water that we've taken on uh, are making me do things which I don't want to do. So I've had to be on the radio. And yeah, the first one I did, I was absolutely crapping myself. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's not easy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not literally. So for you two, what's next? Because obviously things are always evolving. Do you think, first of all, you'll stay friends or is it just for business? Strictly, strictly business, strictly business. Okay, that's that tip. <laughs> There's just a couple of questions I've got here. Okay, that's straightforward. As opposed to Kelly and I, who are actually really good friends, and, and the podcast is actually an aside now because we have a really good relationship and we're really good friends. So, bad luck, Simon. It's fine. He's made his bed now. Everything in here about Charlie Great Buff <laughs> Island is true. I can confirm. Charlie, you're a, an extremely eligible bachelor. That'll be next. What, can we touch on that as well? I just want what? to say, how hard is it to have a relationship with someone to believe that they're genuine when it's so well known now how well off you are because that if it was me I would really struggle because it's very hard when you're a wealthy person uh, you to trust people people want to go out with you and if it was me I'd, the back of my mind I'd be like well is this for my money or what it's difficult when you're well known surely I mean there's there's this yeah obviously there's this big stigma attached um, but what people need to remember is it was my family that successful i i'm not the i'm not the wealthy person all of this so no, obviously no. don't get me wrong i have a nice life all that i get all that but i'm not the the no. uh well yeah the, the wealthy one if that if that's the way to put it, it difficult when when you do date people do you have to do you have like a little thing a little almost checklist where you're like right if certain signs are shown you think well they're after me because i'm from a wealthy background do you know what i mean does that ever come up? What? Mm, no, not, no, no, don't think so. I've, I've probably been single about six, seven years now, properly. I mean, I don't really count the Love Island one as a, as a relationship, really. So, mm. yeah, maybe six, That's seven years. That's a telly years. one. That's, That's a telly, telly one. Really. That's a telly one. You don't, you don't count time, those. All no. No. You, you That's yeah. a long time, though, it's been isn't a while. it? I've had a lot of fun, yeah. though. But, um, yeah, don't worry, Kelly. Don't worry about yeah. Charlie. <laughs> yeah. A lot. <laughs> so I, t- I take it from this that you don't want to settle down right now. Do you know what? That's... During lockdown, it's be like, yeah, it would be quite nice to have a little cuddle now, but obviously you can't, you can't, oh. it, would, it would be, can't, yeah, come on. Have you got a dog? Yeah, cockapoo by a dog or something. But I think, yeah, it, as I say, it, it would be nice too, but mm. at the same time, how can you, you can't date now, can you? It's literally, it's impossible. I did get on Gosh, the old yeah. Tinder, I did get on the old Tinder a few few weeks back, I just had a little scroll, but um, mm. you, can't, you can't really act on it, can you? That's the problem. Oh, fine. I mean, look, the three of us are all boring and hooked up with people, but we're older than you, aren't we? So I would just say, enjoy it for as long as you can before you get nailed down to somebody. Because then I've got that's time, it. haven't I? I think I've got time. Yeah, you have. loads of time. Yeah, you know, nailed well. down. Before you're there and then they're there and they're always there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful enjoy. thing about this podcast is Kelly, once she gets going, she actually just offloads and she's the one that just cuts. She is so honest and down to earth and open and unedited. Yeah, he does. Well, I, I, I used to do it on the radio and he used to get slaughtered. And, um, <laughs> and we had many rows where he'd say, before I went to work, please don't talk about 
that. She goes, oh, God, I haven't had sex for ages. <laughs> oh, God, I can't be bothered. And he used to get really upset. But it was part of my act, really. But, but I did that, if that makes sense. Do you know, mm. it was just one of those things. I just sort of say it as it is. I love him. I've been with him a long time. But, <laughs> you know, when you've been with someone for a long time, <laughs> you've been with them for a long time, haven't you? You know, how long? They, how long have we been together? We've been married for nearly ten years. We've been together for twelve, and you know that's lovely. Sometimes it feels like that's it's lovely. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> oh that's God. lovely. But I'm even longer than that. Eighteen. Oh my wow. God! Oh, Eighteen that's, years. That is a long time. Time for a new one. That's time for a twenty-six-year-old <laughs> blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I'm so sorry. It wasn't supposed to be this way. This will entertain you all because this is what it's like. It's like we sit, this is as good as we get, as it gets to having a, a nice fun lunch with Whispering Willie. Um, but this sort of ties in. That's a great name for a vibrator, isn't it, that? Do you know if you're ever going to start? Now we're back brand? on the vibrators. Yeah. Oh, brilliant though, don't you think? That's a good name. I'm just feeling really awkward at the moment, Kelly. But like, so... I did this show um, not that long ago, and I can't remember. It was a girl who used to be on Love Island, and uh, she was a lovely girl, really young and vivacious, all the rest of it, very pretty. And we were all sort of waiting to be on this sort of like show with Ant and Deck, I think. And it was going on and on and on. I was trying to make conversation, thinking I can't really connect. I don't really know what to say. They're quite young. And uh, anyway, she said, oh, you're gorgeous. She said, how old are you? And I was like, um... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 50. And uh, she went, <gasps> she went, my mum's 50. Do you still have sex? <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, so, you know, the, the, these things are set to try. So while you're in your youth, you've got to go for it. That's all I'm saying. Um, and Simon, let people get their word in edgeways. Um, I feel like Simon's barely spoken today. <laughs> <laughs> have, have I been quite vocal? No. No, you've been very good. Oh, I haven't. No. Yeah. no. But for you two, I, I think you're just, you, whenever we meet up, I just know we have a really good energy. Um, I love where you're coming from. I think the idea of naughty Water is just, it's going from strength to strength. And I know that you'll be coming up with some other great entrepreneurial ideas soon. Greenstem, thank you so much because um, obviously um, our little goodie bags. Yeah, and our competition as well. We've got yeah. a massive yeah. competition with you at the moment. £200 yeah. worth of goodies and naughty water as well. So thank you so much for doing that with us. And as um, a couple of hot mess mum's sons, we just want to wish you well and um, hopefully we'll all get to meet in the flash another time and do it all over again. 